Welcome to the Practical Prospecting Podcast with your hosts, Jeb Marley and myself, Maggie Bloom from the Mailshake team. We'll be talking about how to practically set up your outbound outreach game. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Welcome everyone to another episode of Practical Prospecting. I'm your co-host Maggie and we also have Jen on here. And today we're going to be talking about referrals. So after talking with Jed today, the main takeaway I got from this conversation is that you should make referrals super easy for the customer. So we'll dive a little bit more into that, but I hope you enjoyed the episode. So Jed, to kick off the conversation, I know a statistic that you used when you were writing this blog post was only 11% of salespeople ask for referrals, whereas 91% of customers say they'd give referrals. So I just want to repeat that one more time. 11% of salespeople ask for referrals. So only 11%, but 91% of customers say that they'd give them. So what's going on here? It seems stupid simple to just ask for referrals. Yeah, right. And I mean, if you look up sales referral statistics, you'll probably see similar variations of that stat. But it's true. I mean, like, look at any sales organization you've been at, how many sales reps on your team are actually asking for referrals. And most customers, as long as they're a happy customer and you have a good product, they're going to give you referrals if you ask. And so it is kind of a weird scenario where it's like such an obvious thing. We've, I'm sure you've seen the data and people understand that if you get a referral from somebody you know, you're more likely to trust that product, trust that salesperson, buy that product, the close rates are way higher. And there's a few reasons why I think people are hesitant to ask for referrals. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the main reason is they don't know how. The, the, the why behind it is simple. Like you get, it's an easy way to get easier meetings and the close rates are much higher, but the process for doing so isn't very simple or easy or people don't have a good way to mm -hmm. do it. So I think that's where people get stuck and they ultimately just don't ask for referrals. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you. And that's why we'll go into like how you can do it today so that the people listening today can have like a nice structure around it. Before we get to that though, like just from personal experience, I know me as a sales rep, I'm going to be honest, I'm part of not that 11% that asks for referrals all the time. I would do it here or there, but I didn't never had like a system set up for it. And one of the thoughts that always came up for me was like, I was nervous. Like, yeah. I know you say that they're a happy customer, but like, you never know when you're asking someone for something else after like, you feel like you already asked them for something, which sales isn't like forcing someone to do something, but you know, it's solving their problem, but it felt like another ask. And it also felt like out of my territory because I'm in sales. Maybe that's something CS should do. So can you speak on that a little bit of like, maybe why sales reps shouldn't be so nervous or like what makes them nervous? Yeah. And I completely agree because I've, I've, I've felt the same way, right? Like mm -hmm. on one hand you have, you don't want to reach out to a customer and piss them off. And then on the other hand, you don't want to like overstep your territory, but there's ways to get around this, right? So the, the first way is you don't necessarily just have to reach out to, and it depends on your territory, but you don't just have to go into your CRM and then reach out to all your customers. Yeah. Ideally you've been somewhere for a few months. You've mm -hmm. booked some meetings if you're an SDR or you've closed some deals if you're an account executive. Go look at the list of people you've talked to, even if you didn't sell them. Ideally, mm -hmm. start with the people that you've sold to mm -hmm. or booked a meeting with if you're an SDR and start with those folks because you already have that personal relationship. And then you can even go to the people you had good conversations with. It happens all the time. Like we lose deals not because they didn't want the product, but maybe because a mm -hmm. higher up decision maker, you know, blocked the deal or for whatever reason they went with another competitor. Like there's little things that happen that 
cause us to lose a deal, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the person we were talking with doesn't see the value in our product and we can still yeah. ask for referrals from those people. So I think step one is like understanding your territory and who you can reach out to. And then step two is just starting with the people you've already talked to, closed deals with, mm. meetings, et cetera. Yeah. And I love like even just you saying that right now of, you know, even the people who may have not become a one deal and they were like your champion. I feel like that's a very like low ask. Like I would feel more comfortable starting there. So for anyone listening, like if you are feeling nervous, like Jen and I felt when we were sales reps asking for referrals, like go ask some of those people that were maybe closed laws, but the champion really, really loved Mailshake. I've gotten great referrals off of people like that just because, you know, maybe someone higher up at the company, you know, it wasn't the right timing or they were in a contract or whatever, but this person was like, let's go. I'm ready for Mailshake. And I would say like, Hey, I know like you really want Mailshake, but do you have friends that could benefit from Mailshake? And then like the more people in their network using it, probably by the time their contract with another tool comes up, be easier for you to just get a deal with them too and move on along those sales process. So yeah, I love it. And I think, yeah, it's starting from the right point. Like all things in sales, like we always talk about on this podcast, like it all has to do with right targeting. Don't just reach out to someone that you really don't have a great relationship with. Even if they are a happy customer, like I wouldn't start with those people. Like definitely just start with the people that you've had great relationships. Maybe you've connected on a personal level and yeah, start with the easier people so you can ease into asking other people for it. But let's talk about a structure because I think it's all good and dandy to say like, let's get referrals. Like we can just, you know, ask people for them. And that's what I've typically done in the past. And that's bad on me of like getting one-off referrals because I'm like, I really like this person working with them. Like, let's see if they, they know someone. But I think it's one of those things that we actually have to have a structure and process for just like anything else in sales. So Jet, tell us about this structure and how it's worked out for you. Yeah, I'm going to break down the whole process. And I, th- I think, yeah, what you said is exactly right. You need to make this a habit, like a weekly habit where you're reaching out to X number of people every week to get referrals. And if you make this a habit, whether you're an SDR or an account executive, you're just going to start getting easier meetings. Like it's it's a very simple process that's super repeatable, but the key is being consistent, right? And it's if you really like getting over that hump of having that process and that fear of like, I don't know, getting rejected from a customer, for example, is the hardest hurdle to get over. But once you do, you you start getting a lot more meetings. And so the process is pretty simple. I'll just break it down. Like we said, start with the people that you've booked meetings with, closed deals with, grab that list of people. Mm-hmm. Go connect with them on LinkedIn if you're not already because you need to be connected with them for this to work. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to go into Sales Navigator. There is a filter called Connections of. And what mm-hmm. this filter allows you to do is see all the connections of people you're connected with. So I can go look at all the people that are connected with Maggie and then I can filter that list of people that are connected with Maggie and find my ICP. So I can say, show me all the VPs of sales based in the U.S. that have a company size of 51 to 200 and they're connected with Maggie. Now that I have that list of people, one of the key things that keeps referrals from from happening, like that keeps you from actually getting referrals is your your ask is too wide. You say, hey, mm. anybody in your network who would want to, you know, look at Mailshake? Like that's too big of an ask. So you have to be really specific and make it as easy as possible on the customer. So if I'm doing this for Maggie, I would reach out and say, Hey, Maggie, I saw you're connected with, you know, X and Y people. They're typically the type of people we work with. 
would you be open to introducing me to them if you think they might be open to hearing more about X and X is whatever problem you solve? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the gist of it. We can break it down even further. But the key difference between what a good salesperson does to get referrals and what like an average salesperson does is they make the ask as simple as possible by mm -hmm. finding those people they want to be intro to first and then asking for those introductions to those specific people. Sick. I love that process. So make sure you're connected with customers. LinkedIn Sales Navigator, you want to use connections of, and then make it easy for them to do the ask, like writing it out. And we'll link that in the show notes. You'll have a link to this blog article. But first off, damn, the amount of creative things you can do with Sales Nav, like no wonder why they charge an arm and a leg for it, because right. you can do like crazy things. And Jed, I always feel like I'm hearing from you of like the next best thing to it. Like, yeah, use connections of, of course, like as a referral network with people that you're connected with. And again, if you're not feeling super good about it at first, like maybe just go to those people and you could still list that out in sales nav and grab those first people and test it out with people that you know would be open to giving referrals. And then the second part of this, which I think is like, I think every sales rep needs to like double tap on. And I think like a big lesson we need to learn about this with interacting with leads, customers, anyone as a sales rep is you really need to make that process easy and you can't ask people for too much. So like, like you said just now, like making that referral easy for them, writing it out so that they can copy and paste it and send it over to someone. Like it's the same thing with cold email. Like how can we make it easy for someone to reply to this email? How can we make it easy for them to book another meeting with us? How can we make it easy for them to sign on the dotted line? Like, I don't think we think about these things too much, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. I could talk about this on a whole other podcast, honestly, of like, to make the, the process a lot easier for them with still having alignment in sales. And I think it's not impossible to do. So I, I like how you said, you know, write it out, make it easy for them. And I think, yeah, that's where you could ask someone for a referral and they would be like, yeah, totally. But if you don't give them any leverage to use, like they're just going to forget about it. They have a hundred other things to do. Yeah. And like, there's a, an even simpler version of this as well. Like if you don't use sales navigator, if you don't want to go through all this extra work, Another really simple thing you can do is say, like, hey, Maggie, you know, whether you bought the product or not, like, I see you worked at XYZ company before. Mm. Do you think that there's a need for this at your last company? Like, people are changing jobs all the time now. Oh, yeah. So what you can do is just find the person that replaced them at their last company and then ask that person, hey, do you think so-and-so would be a good person to reach out to based on your experience working there? That's a super easy one. And again, this stuff doesn't take that much time. It's maybe an hour out of your week to do the research on the people you want referrals to send out five to 10 of these emails or LinkedIn messages a week. And you should be getting at least one or two responses that turn into meetings. And again, that's just a consistent process that you should put in place. It, it works out in the end. Yeah. And like you said, the process of it, I think referrals is like one of those things that's similar to LinkedIn. And it depends for every company. Like I could be totally wrong at some companies and their sales teams, but it's one of those things that's like, it's a nice to have. And it's like a bonus sales reps can do, but it's not something that they really get measured on. And it's something that reps can forget about because it's not part of their KPIs. Would you agree with that? Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's, it's not like, uh, yeah, it's not like how many calls did you make? It's, it's more of like a person. It's one of those things where it's like, it's not necessarily going to lead to immediate results. You're mm -hmm. reaching out to one person to get a referral to another person. You have to reach out to them. Like it takes more time. So that's another reason why I think people don't necessarily do it is because 
you have to take one step backwards to take two steps forwards sort of uh, mm. type of thing. Like you have to do the research on who you want referrals to and you have to reach out to them. It's a little bit of a longer process. So it takes longer to see the payoff. Yeah. And if you've been listening to other podcast episodes that we've been doing, like if you take one extra step in sales, there's going to be a huge turnout. And like, even just from Jed's numbers that he puts in practical prospecting and just things that you've seen him do on LinkedIn, like just take that extra step. It really doesn't take too long to do it. And you're going to see great gains from it. Like Jed, do you have any specific stories or times where referrals really have worked out for you? Oh yeah. As an SDR, like what I would do, I would do two things. So I would grab all the the prospects that I booked meetings with or just had good conversations with, connect with everybody. And then I would have my AE who at the time was there for like four years and I'd say, Hey, can you send me all the people you've closed deals with? And then I would reach out on his behalf. Hey, I know you worked with Luke in the past and same sort of template, right? And reach out. And that was a solid uh, three to five meetings a month. This is more like the commercial SMB space. So three to five meetings a month is definitely doable in that space. But it's just especially if you have a company that's been around for a while, go dig into the CRM. Yeah. Find those customers that's been around for a while and just make it into a repeatable habit. It's absolutely doable. And and I'll share the template as well. I'm sure we'll put it in the show notes. But um, the template is also really key. So like when you're reaching out to these folks and asking for referrals, of course, have the names of the people you want intros to first. Mm-hmm. But the way I like to do it is just... I'll kind of read out the template so people have an idea. It's, yeah. hey, Maggie, this is probably a huge ask, but I noticed on LinkedIn you're connected with X, Y, and Z people. And I like to do two or three because let's say they don't know one of those people. There's a chance they know at least one of them. And then you can – and then going on to the next part of the template based on whatever reason, based on their title, based on their industry, based on whatever research I did, I thought we could potentially help them with problem you solve. Mm-hmm. If you know them beyond just being connected, would you be open to making an intro? I can send you some text that you can copy and paste into an email. Just curious if they'd be open to learning more. Mm-hmm. And so, it, again, it's like exactly what you've been talking about, Maggie. It's super simple. You're offering to send them a refer, like the the messaging. Yeah. To just pop in an email. You're giving them three options of people to choose from that they might potentially know. And it's a really low ask. And that's that's the template specifically that I would use as an SDR. Yeah. And life hack for anyone listening, make things like that easy just like a quick story, when I ask something from my boss, like if I ask him for, you know, to have him introduce me to someone, or I want someone on the team to do something, but my manager has a little bit more pull than I do. He's like, all right, cool. Write out the message as if I was writing it and, you know, send it over to me. So I've just made it a habit. If you want someone to do something for you, write the template out for them, whether that be a referral, someone internally, a coworker, your boss, and they're going to do it because it's literally copying and pasting. They don't have to do much more work than that. And they're more likely to say yes to doing it. So life hack for anyone listening out there. <laughs> I've seen it work internally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like so mm-hmm, end of the day, make things easy for people. They're going to appreciate it in the long run and they're going to be more likely to do favors for you. But Jed, thank you so, so much for going through that today. For those of you who want to learn more about referrals, this uh, article is going to be linked in the show notes along with Jed's template that he just went through. And like we said, only 11% of salespeople are actually asking for it. And if your ask is something easy like that, you're going to be near the top 1% of sales reps asking to do something like this. So it's a, um, as they say, a less busy channel or like less busy yeah. method of asking for leads. So might as well do it. 
Cool. Well, we'll talk to everyone next time, Jed. Thank you so much for going through that. This was another episode of the Practical Prospecting Podcast. If you enjoyed yourself today, give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify podcast. Thanks so much. Talk to you next time.